You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. Welcome to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've dedicated my life to sharing stories of how people make meaning in their work and find purpose in their lives. On this podcast, we're going to talk about some of the great ideas and activities people do every day to make the world a better place and provide inspiration for others. So much of the meaning we find comes from interacting with great people, developing relationships that are mutually beneficial, and doing work that inspires everyone. I hope you'll be inspired by the people you you meet here. We all need to find a way to make meaning in the mundane. Welcome back to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and today I'm so excited. I feel like my dream of being a cool rock star is coming true because I get to at least vicariously be in the studio with a cool group of spiritual leaders from Metro Detroit who are reimagining what Judaism and spiritual life in general can be like. Known as the God Squad, this group of young hip rabbis brings music and innovation to lead what they're calling post-affiliation Jews. And music is at the core of their efforts efforts to inspire new ways to embrace and connect to ritual and ancient tradition. Today on the Make Meaning podcast, we welcome Rabbi Jen Leder, Rabbi Yoni Dahlin, and Rabbi Nate DeGroot. We are so thrilled to have you on Make Meaning, and we can't wait to hear your story and your songs. Welcome. Thank you. Thanks for having us. So let's start by letting our listeners know who's in the studio today. So can you each introduce yourself, tell us a little bit about your Jewish journey and where you now serve? Who wants to go first? I'll start. Okay. I'm Rabbi Jen Later. Uh, I hail from Austin, Texas, and my journey uh, took me through pre-med, studying physiology and neurobiology, all the way to Metro Detroit and the rabbinate as I serve at Temple Israel. And I'm in my finishing my seventh year there, which seems wow. crazy to say. Yeah. Um, awesome. So really excited to be here and to share with you guys. Awesome. Cool. My name is Rabbi Yoni Dahlin. I'm a rabbi at Congregation Shard Tzedek in Southfield. Uh, I'm originally from Sioux City, Iowa. I uh, had no idea that I was going to go into the pulpit and to the rabbinate for many, many years. Uh-huh. Um, also started pre-med in college, <laughs> then somehow ended up majoring in religious studies and creative writing and went to grad school to study Jewish philosophy. Wow. Uh, and wanted to be a professor and uh, went to rabbinical school thinking that it would help me uh, find a job in the university <laughs> setting and then fell in love with the pulpit work. And, Very and, cool. Um, Brought me back to the Midwest, so I'm happy to be back here. Nice. Welcome. And yeah, thank you so much for having us. I'm Rabbi Nate DeGroot. Um, I am from the North Shore of Massachusetts. Okay. I most recently was in Los Angeles as the Jewish Emergent Network Rabbinic Fellow at IKAR, a progressive cool. spiritual community there. Uh-huh. And I moved here in August with my wife um, to the metro Detroit area. We live in the city of Detroit. I am the associate director and spiritual and program director at Chazon Detroit, which is the Jewish lab for sustainability. Very cool. You guys are awesome. I feel so lucky to be here with you today. So thank you for being here. And um, let's start by just talking about the God Squad. What is it? How did it come to be? And by the way, I love the name. It's very cool. So what is the God Squad? Well, now that we're on this podcast as the God Squad, I uh-huh. feel like now we have the name. Now it's we, official. <laughs> now it's official. Now we can call ourselves that and make t-shirts. Yes, definitely. I want one. <laughs> so how did it come to be? What do you, what do you guys do? Yeah, so I think uh, this came to be through some personal relationships that we had amongst ourselves, young adult rabbis in the community who seek to serve young adults. Um, And I think for all of us, prayer is an incredible opportunity for transformative experience and uh, transformative ritual. And we came together a few months ago to say, how can we create 
a prayer experience that can really reach out and uh, touch and change lives for Metro Detroit Jews. Yeah. Right. And we keep reading all these things about millennials and young adults feeling like they are spiritual but not religious yeah. or have some sense of godliness but are afraid of institutional life. And so we, re- we really wanted to take things out of the building and take things out of our isolated silos and come together to to create an experience that would move people in a different way than they were used to in this area. Sure, sure. It's really cool because um, I think that's always been a complaint that young people don't want to affiliate until they settle down or, you know, at least in the past couple generations. And so, um, but now I'm hearing so much about post-denomination, you know, and what is that? And is this sort of the future to cross denominational lines and sort of bring people together outside the box? I mean, So I think the the point you made is a really good point that mm-hmm. people don't want to affiliate until later on. And then I would say now they don't even want to affiliate then. Yeah. There's still this kind of hesitancy about what does it mean to really tether yourself to one identity, whether it be one synagogue, one movement, sure, uh, whatever, one mode of prayer. Yeah. Um, and that's just not what Judaism looks like anymore. And we're, we're starting to kind of come together and, and be more okay with the idea yeah. that we can be at a Reformed synagogue on Friday night, an Orthodox synagogue Shabbat morning, or a non-denominational service sometime during the week, and that all of those things are okay. We're, I think we're in the idea of, of being thankful from the path from which we came, sure. but also saying that where we are now is an opportunity for us to kind of leave some of those labels at the door and to be able to come together and share and all the things that make Judaism what it is. You know, it's funny. I tell my kids that I'm just Jewish. So I've, as I told you earlier, I've sort of gone the spectrum. I was raised at Temple Israel Reform. I spent time being Orthodox. We affiliate conservative, but I feel like I take things from each, but then not the whole kitchen sink of each really resonates. And I don't think I'm alone in that. I think that um, there's so much beauty across all different ways of observing. And so, of course, when I see things about the God Squad or the well or other things that are happening and it's like for millennials, I'm like, it's not me. I'm, I'm Gen X. Like, what do you have for Gen X? Right. Because there, I think everybody has this yearning to just, just be, just sort of find their path. Right. And it sounds like maybe music is one way in that could just be a universal language. Is that what I'm guessing here? Yeah. And, and while this experience was really designed for that population because mm-hmm. that's the population that all three of us and all five yeah. of us and all seven of us find ourselves in at this moment in our lives. Yeah. We hear you. And and that, you know, I love what you said about not bringing the whole kitten sink with you, but experiencing the best of every of every denomination and every movement. And I think we all share that. And yeah. um and and we are always interested in creating new wonderful, engaging ways to motivate not just young people, but everyone in our congregation, our communities, to have a new experience and to to feel spirituality in a different way. And so this is just a starting point for us. And and we're excited to be um, to, to have this under our belt yeah. as we all go back to our movements and go back to our community um, dreaming about what could be in the future, not just for millennials, but for everyone. Sure. So let's talk a little bit how music plays into this, because um, even without, you know, just some of the prayers are so musical and so uplifting. I know that's one of the ways that I connect in in the sanctuary during, you know, services is when I hear all those voices together. You can go anywhere in the world into a synagogue and Shabbat, and there's certain things that are going to be similar and, and familiar to you. Um, I remember I was in a synagogue that will remain nameless that where um, the cantor had a really bad voice. And so the whole congregation was off key because they had been following him. And I was like, 
oh my gosh, I, I, the people are so nice, but I can't, I can't connect because the music is such a big part of it. And so, um, tell me how music plays into what you guys do and how that could be a draw for, for people that you're attracting. Music is low barrier. Mm-hmm. Music, especially this music, we intentionally chose pieces that were wordless. Mm-hmm. We chose pieces that were repetitive so that people, even if they weren't familiar with it, could pick it up right away and join in. And so there was this, this beautiful moment when we were leading the service where people felt unfamiliar and uncomfortable. And then two minutes in, you heard the voices getting louder and louder and stronger and stronger as people felt more involved in what was happening in the room. And and so for us, music is a way to bring everybody together without regard for their past, their denomination, what they learned in religious school, you know, what, how they believe in God. It's a way that everyone can participate with their full hearts and their full souls. Um, that doesn't require any previous knowledge or level of learning. And so we really wanted to start with that. We wanted to make every single person feel like they could be involved, included, and knew what was going on. Absolutely. Well, this is a great time to introduce a musical piece. So what are you guys going to play for us? So this is going to be uh, Navatihila's Into the West. Navatihila is a prayer group in Jerusalem. Awesome. Um, a, a renewal prayer group. Okay, cool. Let's hear it. a little bit about this idea of post-affiliation Judaism. Um, tell me what that means. And, you know, are we really looking at a future where the lines sort of blur? Are, are we looking at non-denominational congregations? I mean, what are we talking about here? That's pretty revolutionary. So I can speak from personal experience. I grew up um, in a household that was uh, situated both in the Jewish renewal world as well as the Chabad world. Oh, wow. Um, <laughs> and so difference. kind of was um, living post-denominational Judaism long before I knew that there was a term for that. Uh-huh. As I as I went through college, um, I started to notice people, especially at Hillel and, and, and around campus, um, 
kind of creating a hierarchy of Judaism as I saw, you know, that person's more Jewish than me because they're conservative and I'm reform or <laughs> I'm, I'm not very Jewish at all because, sure. you know, whatever the case might be. And for me personally, I feel like Judaism, I feel like spirituality and religion is such a personal experience, such a, a deeply um, in, independent um, experience in the context of community. Um, and so I went to rabbinical school at Hebrew College, which is a transdenominational or postdenominational rabbinical school. Where in is the, that? Yeah, I in the Boston area. Okay. Um, All so right. it's about 18 years old at this point. Okay. Um, and so for me, um, yeah, finding what each um, what each community, what each movement has to offer and bringing the best of, of all worlds and really uh, creating a Judaism where something feels like it's at stake, where uh, we can't leave the room uh, the same way that we walked in. That's really the goal. Awesome. Awesome. So I have a question for you guys that may be pushing the edge of the envelope a little bit, but um, I've traveled the world. You may have as well. And I've really discovered all different uh, spiritual practices and approaches to, you know, the big questions in life. And I, I find beauty in all of them and inspiration in all of them. I've never left Judaism to go to them, but I feel like it enhances my own spiritual understanding. And I see a lot of similarities across all kinds of religions, not just the Judeo-Christian world, but all kinds of different practices. What are your thoughts on that? Well, I think that all of us are are looking for the same thing, mm-hmm. right? So whether we call ourselves Jewish or Catholic or Muslim or Buddhist, whatever it is, mm-hmm. almost all of those teachings are geared towards the idea of of finding some kind of peace within ourselves, some finding some kind of peace within our community, and and making this world better than than where we found it. Absolutely, yeah. Um, so this idea of of post-denominational, I think, is really, uh, especially for our generation, just resonates with us with this idea of, I mean, we have great generations that came before us that told us that we can do whatever we want to do, be whatever we want to be. And for us, that means not closing the door on other opportunities that are that are present for us. Uh So we don't like being narrowly defined by one thing. Sure. And and being able to take from different um, faith traditions is not something that we see as like stealing from anything. It's being able to pay respect and and being able to say that we have a lot to learn from each other, especially when our common goal is the same. Sure. Yeah. But so, there's something special about being part of a chain of tradition. Absolutely. And so even even though most faith traditions have common elements of not being a jerk and treating <laughs> other people with love and kindness yeah. and reaching out to those who need support and caring about your family and honoring your parents – there's something really sacred and special about practicing a faith that's been around for thousands of years and knowing that your grandparents, your great-grandparents, their great-grandparents, yes. and God willing, our great-grandchildren yeah. will read our same text and will chant the same way and will pray with sincerity and will live their lives um, you know, based on this set of foundational values and ethics that have guided our life today. Absolutely. And so I think that while we, I'm sure I speak for everyone, deeply appreciate, you know, the variety of faith traditions in our world today and understand that there's no right answer. We don't have, you know, eternal truth. We do find comfort and meaning and depth in being a strong link in that chain of tradition from past to future. Absolutely. And I think to add on to that, I think that's why when when we get together and we're doing the things we're doing, I don't think that any of us see it as something new. Yeah, I think we see it as something that if anything, we're kind of reclaiming what our tradition used to be and, sure. and should be, which is that we come from an oral tradition. Yeah. And that the way that we teach and the way that we learn and the way that we come together as community is for all of our voices to be heard together and to sing and to chant and to pray. Yeah. And if anything, that idea of American Judaism or, or, or Protestant influenced Judaism that came to America that was very 
frontal and yes. one person singing、yeah. or one person leading prayers、um, just doesn't feel as Jewish to us as it could be. Sure, which means that when we sing and when we come together and do what we do, we Make sure that when we do mic checks, when we do our instruments,、yeah. everything that we do, we try to make sure that our voices aren't drowning out everyone else. Right. We want to be able to teach the music. Yeah. But then we want to fade into the back so that all of our voices come together from the people who are sitting right next to each other all the way into the back of the room. That it feels like a group of people praying together. Yeah, and everybody's part of it. My absolute favorite part of the Shabbat morning service is when we return the Torah to the Ark, and it's the Eitz Chaim He that everybody sings, and it's sort of like I feel like people look up from their prayer. Books and so the voices swell, and I'm like, okay, this is the moment. Every single time, it moves me. It's like, yep, we're all coming together, and everybody's standing, and they're all looking in the same direction, and you know, just every voice matters. So our goal is to have our people feel like that all the time.、Awesome. We want people to feel like that every minute of the service from start to finish. That's awesome. So let's play something else. What do you got for us? So we're gonna play now.、Uh, it's really my favorite piece. It's called Olam Chesed Yibana, and it's、uh, it's a phrase that comes from our tradition, comes from Psalms. But this particular melody was written by Rabbi Menachem Creditor. So we're excited to share it with you guys. Wonderful. Chesed Yibana, Yadadai, Yadadai, Olam Chesed Yibana, Yadadai, Yadadai, Olam Chesed Yibana, Yadadai, Yadadai. Olam chesed yibana, adadai, adadai, adadai. We will build this world from love, adadai, 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 adadai. We will build this world from love, adadai, 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 adadai. We. We'll build this world from love. Da da da, da da da, da da da. We will build this world from love. Da da da, da da da, da da da. Olam chesed yibane. Da da da, da da da, da da. Olam chesed yibane, adadai, 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 adadai. That was so beautiful. Thank you. So before we wrap up, I wonder if there's anything else you'd like to share with our listeners. This podcast focuses on how people find meaning in their work and purpose in their lives, and so I wonder if there's anything that that brings to mind that inspires you. You'd like to share with them. So I'll begin、um, working for Chazon, the Jewish Lab for Sustainability.、Um, I really see Shabbat as kind of the ultimate Jewish sustainability practice, sustainability for the soul, sustainability for the community. That when we have one day a week where we're able to enter 
into the sacred time, enter into um, sacred community and song and prayer, that that's actually what allows us to then go back out into the world the other six days of the week to try to create the world that we want to be living in. And so as the Jewish Lab for Sustainability, we really see Shabbat as that central practice for thousands of years of the Jewish people. Absolutely. You know, it's funny because so many successful entrepreneurs will talk about meditation as a grounding practice, which is prayer, you know, or some sort of prayer um, and taking time out that day of rest, even if they don't call it Shabbat. And that is really powerful. It's a good point. I'm glad you mentioned that. I just... I just love our community, and I think that when I try to figure out what brings meaning to my life or the lives of the people that I serve, I think it all comes down to being part of this thick community. And so I would encourage everyone, listeners, congregants, friends, family, to just find their people. Mm-hmm. And for us, our people are here and these are our people and this is what we do together to to renew ourselves and create this sense of of meaning in our lives. But even if you're not Jewish, just to find your community and be with them and sing with them and support them and love them and spend time with real people who you love and who love you. And I think that 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 without that, there's no way to find really meaning in anything else. So just to be part of a thick part of a thick community. I love it. I love it. Thanks. I think for me personally, I I wrestle all the time with what the central idea of Judaism is. And for me, I think where I'm at right now in my Judaism and in my rabbinate, I, I start every teaching I do with the teaching that the bashful child never learns mm-hmm. from Pirkei Avot, uh-huh. which I think is such a, an important thing for all of us to remember that our tradition uh, is centered around the idea of asking questions mm-hmm. and to be able to continue to wrestle and dig. And when you feel – these are the words from my from my grandfather, me forever may his memory forever be a blessing that he always told me that once you find exactly what you're looking for and you think you know where you're at then yeah. you know that's when you really need to start looking again absolutely so in judaism i think that that's where it is when we feel comfortable when we feel complacent then we're doing it wrong uh-huh. we have to always be challenging ourselves and we have to be pushing forward and we have to be able to ask those questions especially the really hard questions because sure. those questions are the ones that are going to not just sustain us, but help us thrive. Absolutely. So um, for our listeners who are so curious now about the God Squad, how do they get involved? Where do they find out about you guys? Where do they get info? Our next uh, service, our next worship experience uh, is happening actually next Friday, April 5th. And you can look on the Wells website or Temple Israel's website or Shari Tzedek's website or Emmanuel's website or Bethel's website for more information. Okay. Um, and then, you know, we encourage everyone to to – to, to want this and to ask for this and to talk to their clergy and talk to their congregations and talk to their institutions or their friends to to put something together. It doesn't have to be us. Everyone can, um, again, like this is all about people forming their own communities, uh, experimenting with different modes of worship and and finding a path to spirituality, to inspiration, to engagement, to community, and to family. Absolutely. And we will put all these links and information on the Your People website, yourppl.com. When we post this podcast, I don't remember when the date is. It's probably after April 5th, so I'm sorry. <laughs> but um, but it will live there forever, and we will link and tag and all that good stuff. So awesome. thank you so, so much to Rabbi Nate DeGroot, Rabbi Jen Later, Rabbi Yoni Dalin, the God Squad, for being here today, for playing your music. Um, it's just such a pleasure to meet you. I'm really excited about what you're doing. So thanks for being on the Make Meaning Podcast. Thank, thank you so, so much for having me. 
Thanks for listening to the Make Meaning Podcast. I'm Lynn Galadner, and I've really enjoyed being here with you today. You can find the Make Meaning Podcast wherever you listen to your favorite podcasts. And I'd love it if you'd share our great conversations with all your people so we can add meaning wherever we go and whatever we do. 